Speaking of Twinkle, I, I just said it off mic, but you you got the shiny new camera. Yeah. You, um, beautiful blue eyes. You look like a Fremen. Just gorgeous, Kevin. So the listeners, uh, I think I think we mentioned it on the recording that I had like a slideshow last time we got together to record. Yeah. Like my my I don't know what was going on with my webcam, but it's it's fully dead. Like I tried on another computer thinking that maybe it was just this computer, maybe it was a driver's thing. No, it's like it's bad. Yeah. It's dead. So um it has gone to the big home office in the sky. Uh I had that thing. I think when I got that, it was like 1080 was brand new for video. Yeah. So it's not anymore. That's, I know. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go back in and edit in us doing the opening for this podcast because <laughs> we <laughs> forgot to do it. Uh, welcome back to another episode of The Horus uh, with your host, Kevin. Joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Walter. Walter, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you for asking. It's good to be uh, back. Yeah, it is good to be back. I don't housekeeping stuff. Um I finally have a real job. I have a big kid job. I think yeah. we mentioned that last time. I'm we not did, 100% yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I have a big kid job now. I no longer have to work kind of odd hours. So that hopefully is going to lend to us having a more set in stone recording schedule. We're aiming for Sundays. So hopefully that's set in stone. Uh, yeah. I'm usually the problem with the recording. I'll, I'll be honest with you, dear <laughs> oh, listener. I, well, I was about to say, uh, my kid is almost, uh, is, is approaching two. So that's really the age when things get easier, I think. So that's, Boy, that, I thought yeah. they were called the terrible twos. No, no, that doesn't sound like a thing. I think terrific mm. twos. I think that's that sounds like more like it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I've never heard that before. Yeah. So uh, other housekeeping stuff. Um, we've been, our listenership has been growing. Strangely enough, people like listening to us, which is crazy. Oh, I think great. Uh, so I just want to say kind of at the top of the episode, thank you for listening. Um, means a lot. I saw that we had reviews that weren't from our moms. So that oh, was wow. kind of cool. Yeah, I know. Man, I got to check some of those out. I, I, I just, I've been assuming that we're screaming into the void. No, uh, we have, do. we have from our metrics, we have 10 regular listeners and then we have some people that will filter in and check us out. So I think that's pretty neat. I think our most listened to episode is almost 20 listens. Hey. So we're we're a big deal. That Casper mattress yeah. deal is income. I, I was about to say when those ad dollars gonna roll in, man. <laughs> I'm I'll be honest with you, I'm less interested in ad dollars so I can like buy a a model S. I don't what do podcasters buy these days? Don't. Uh I don't shiny new webcams. Yeah, mm-hmm. all <laughs> All the podcasters I listen to are just like excited that they can pay rent for their apartment in Brooklyn or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm less excited to buy like nice luxury items. I just want a, a nice microphone, an audio interface. I want to buy a bunch of audio gear. So yeah. I think if we do eventually make money with this, it's not going to be money that goes towards like a mortgage payment. <laughs> it's no. just going to go towards a well, D&H photography. I say that now, but I've got some mortgage payments coming up. So let's... <laughs> The other, the other thing that was sick is one of the platforms we were on like sent us an email. It was like, hey, if you want to grow your podship audience, um, you should consider uh, posting videos of your podcast. I don't know when this happened that video became like a necessary part for podcasting. Yeah, that's weird. I don't, I don't ever watch that. People watch podcasts, dude. It's not mm-hmm. a, it's like there. Some podcasts have more people that watch them than listen to them. Think about wow. that. The appeal of podcasts for me is like I can do something else while I listen to it. 
the appeal of podcasts is we're both at our email jobs. Yeah. And we can have our podcasts on and it's not like you have to alt tab to something else when somebody walks by your cubicle or your mm-hmm. desk. Yeah. The, the joy of recording this podcast is I don't have to wear pants for this shit. I mean, would that change? Is that any different from when I mean, we did this well, in person with I, each I other? I guess like we pan out for the Patreon <laughs> customers. They would get the they would get the underdesk cam. They get exclusive right. access to that, that feed. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't think there's anything else in the housekeeping section other than just kind of thanking our regular listeners for checking us out, thanking the people that leave us uh, star ratings. It does help. It's kind of it crazy the stuff that they want you to promote to get your podcast up there in the the ratings, but. If you would be so kind as to give us a rating, leave us a comment, uh, leave us a written review if you're feeling crazy. And speaking of crazy, we got your pick this week, Willie's Wonderland. From 2021, I believe. Yep, 2021. Uh, Starring one Mr. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, uh, as soon as I fired this movie up and saw he was in his life, of course. Yeah. Um, Yeah. For the audience at home, this man has Nick Cage throw pillows. Every time I see them in his house, I think that they're Bob Marley. I'm just like, oh, that's an interesting Bob Marley throw pillow you got. And you're like, nope, it's Nick Cage. I'm like, oh, yeah. this You you have yeah. embarrassed yourself, sir. That's Tommy Wiseau from The Room. Yeah, same thing. I did have a Nick Cage t-shirt, though. That was just his face. It was a gift. Anyway. He has the sequence Nick Cage throw, <laughs> throw pillows that you can flip them and it's a different, oh, sequ- fucking it's a different picture of Nick Cage. Don't let this man gaslight you, yeah, listener. That's... I, I'm going to change my answer. I'm not going to pay for my mortgage with the ad dollars. I'm going to buy those pillows. So anyways, this was uh, your pick. And that's right. Uh, well, uh, if I can explain myself, <laughs> <laughs> I had not seen this movie before. Mm. Uh, the, the concept intrigued me. I, uh, I've not played the five nights at Freddy's game, which this mm. borrows very uh, liberally yeah. from. Um, but uh, you know, it sounded crazy. Nicholas Cage is in it. Sounds good. Uh, my uh, God, I have so few notes for this movie. This movie, this is gonna sucked. be fast. It's not it, a good movie. Um, it kind of sucked, and it it led me the whole time I was watching. I was thinking about my theory of uh, how we do sucky movies on this podcast. Yeah, and I think of it as there's a cup, right? There's a sucky movie cup, mm-hmm. and each time we I'm pick a you. movie. Each time we pick a movie, you know, some of us pour a little bit in. Some of us yeah. pick a trilogy and only one of the trilogy is bad. <laughs> and we just, we're just adding a little bit into the cup each time. And some of us, when it's our turn to add to the cup, <laughs> just dump a gallon jug into the cup and it overflows immediately. So I, we're not relitigating Blade 3 again, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't bring up your um, past transgressions. I brought this movie up with like uh, an Instagram influencer that I follow and that usually we'll just talk about movies. And I, I told her, I was like, I'm watching Willie's Wonderland tonight. Wish me luck. And she was like, why would you do that to yourself? So if even the Instagram influencers are just like, don't watch this, you know, it's yeah. going to be bad. I, I did not know a lot about this movie going on going in. I did not know that uh, Nicholas Cage was mute throughout it. Yeah. That I feel like really uh, drained. <laughs> Drain some of the joy out of it for me. So a quick synopsis of the movie. Nick Cage plays a drifter who rolls into town. His tires get spiked. And I mean, immediately from the beginning, you're like, something's up with this town. So his tires get spiked. 
the tow truck driver comes and gets him and charges him like an exorbitant cash only fee to get his Mm -hmm. car, to get his tires fixed. Yeah. And the trade-off is, is that Nick Cage can either pay cash or he can clean up the local animatronic children's playground known as what was it? Willie's Wonderland. I think it's the 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 name name. of the movie. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So, um, Nick obviously agrees to cleaning it up and uh, immediately, you know, that the animatronics are going to be some sort of weird demon and they come alive. And there's a lot of scenes of Nick fighting these animatronics with the help of some local town folk teens. Yeah. Nick eventually emerges triumphant in the end and we'll get to the ending later. Yeah. (laughs) I have have thoughts on the ending. There's a lot. Uh, so that ending yeah kind of immediately uh my first note here is i just say uh five nights at freddy's horror film for zoomers slash gen alpha what's next walter makes me listen to five nights at freddy's rap battles question mark (laughs) which is a real thing that gen alpha kids have my nephews are gen alpha and they're like what the fuck is gen alpha now the generation after zoomers oh we already got a name for them oh gosh i guess i don't know that's just what i call them Oh. Maybe I saw. A news, Wait, did maybe, you make it up? I'm pretty sure I saw a news thing. Maybe oh, I'm okay. hallucinating. I don't know. Um, but anyways, they've made me listen to Five Nights at Freddy's rap battles, and I can see the tabs open on your laptop behind <laughs> you. And I, I see that's what you've been watching recently too. So but those are all porn. Don't worry. <laughs> it's all Five Nights at Freddy's porn. I mean, the rap battles. Yeah, what you said, rap battles. You joke, Five Nights at Freddy porn is like a big thing now. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It, it's I don't know, I don't know what's going on with kids these days. I'm <laughs> yeah. not trying to I'm not trying to boom out too hard right now. But you yeah. know, back in my day, it was traditional stuff. We found a box of porn in the woods. Right. <laughs> and yeah. these days I, they I don't got, want to kink shame people, but just I I like humans, guys. Yeah, turning turning your childhood cartoon or your childhood thing you were into as a kid into porn yeah not healthy man if i could have a browser extension that just like eliminates those cartoon porn ads <laughs> that pop up i would be so much happier i get those only on one website and it's the website i have to go to to download manga so i can read manga on my ipad yeah now that i'm done with school i can go back to my natural self which is just being a weeb uh, reading <laughs> manga and watching anime all day yeah. get rid of all that information you just learned replace it with manga once again i've had my new job for two weeks and i've used so much of the stuff i've learned in school (laughs) that's good it's yeah that's one way to put it sure i was hoping (laughs) to never do some of this stuff again my my (laughs) boss was like uh could you write a style guide for our team and i think our style guide i think it's 11 pages right now and i have some sections i haven't fully like flushed out so I love writing technical documents, folks. I love getting a math degree and I love Thank writing you. technical documents. My I'm, two favorite I things. I think everyone loves writing technical documents. Uh, it it's, brings the most joy to the most people. But um, back to the movie. <laughs> we're, we're neither of us are excited to talk yeah. about this. <laughs> so the yeah, other we can thing just keep shooting the shit. I think that be the other thing too. that sticks out to me in the notes is I said, um, this movie has strong direct-to-DVD 7-Eleven exclusive vibes. Yeah. <laughs> like this movie this... was like made to be released in the pandemic. I think. <laughs> like, yeah, this one goes straight to streaming. That's fine. It, just, yeah. it, 
it makes me think that anyone with ten thousand dollars can get Nick Cage to just like show up. Yeah, and he didn't have any vote. He didn't have a single line of dialogue in this whole movie. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes me think that he was. They were shooting scenes for this while he was reading the script. He was like, "All right, let me read the script for this next scene. What I'm supposed <laughs> to do." This this movie really did feel like something that I could direct. Like this movie felt felt like yeah. it was at my level of writing and directing for a film. Yeah, it it does feel very amateurish. Um, yeah, and and yeah, I also and, want to know whose idea was it for Nick Cage to be the love interest of like the sixteen year old girl in here? I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think that's what they were trying to do, but it comes off that way a lot i am pretty sure that from the first time she sees him the look she's giving him isn't like a he looks like a tough he looks like someone i should respect he looks like someone that i'm gonna have mutual respect for the look that she was cued to give uh the nick cage who they're desperately trying to make look young is i want to fuck this guy (sighs) again I don't think you're wrong. Like I, you don't I have think, to defend this movie. No, no. <laughs> just... I, I, I think their intention was just that, like, like you said, like, oh, he's here's someone who can actually help because uh, she's the only one like actively trying to fight these monsters. Uh, but no, it does come off, and especially at the ending, feels like, wait, what's going on here? What's because yeah. like, like they don't they don't kiss or anything. There's no. None of that romantic tension is dissolved, but it does feel like, how am I supposed to read this relationship? Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that kind of dumping on this movie aside, I think that yeah. this movie does have like the bones of something cool in it. I think that something else this movie does very well for its budget is the effects are pretty good. Um, I the think fight that, scenes are a little so-so, but yeah, there's there's other than the, that, there's some good effects shots. Yeah. So I've seen um, the other big kind of Nick Cage newer release film, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent or whatever it's called. Yeah, I think we talked about that. And um, his fight scenes in that were also not great. And that's like a very high budget film. I think you know, yeah. Nick Cage is just old <laughs> and it's hard to like do a good fight scene with them. I don't remember if his fight scenes in Con Air were convincing. I'm probably gonna say no but i haven't seen it, I mean, he, it was like 30 years or 25 yeah. years ago like he was much younger then and i think yeah. it, in his defense and unbearable weight uh like he's he's playing himself he's not supposed to be a competent fighter but in this movie he is and it does not it does not look good um it's it's a lot of him just kind of like hugging an empty costume <laughs> or like a puppet and- that's like clearly someone's arm is just off screen and I will say that is something that like really does stick on this movie is the action scenes don't work. And yeah. about, uh, I think my kind of next note I want to highlight here is about 21 minutes into the movie. I have a note that says at least blade three had fun action scenes. Politely disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that stuff in this movie that works is like, I think the setting works out really well. I think they nailed mm-hmm. the setting. It felt very like believable as like creepy, kind of run down Chuck E. Cheese. Um, and it definitely had like the Five Nights at Freddy's cue or cues set up very well. I'm surprised they didn't have a scene where he has to like sit in like the guard room and monitor cameras. I was like, this uh, yeah, is for I sure know. gonna happen. When they but like I, they showed the video on the uh TV like when he first goes in there, it's like, oh this is the moment. But no it and it's it's back. It's tough because it's like, I feel like the people that were making this knew they were making a bad movie. I don't think they were like, this is going to yeah. be an Academy Award winner. 
No, but they didn't do like the right. They didn't have like the right dialogue choices for it to be like a shitty, campy, bad movie either. Yeah, there's a level like it, it, you, when you're like intentionally making kind of a, a bad movie like that. This there has to be a level of earnestness to it. Yep. Like a lot of the people, uh, a lot of the other actors, Nicholas Cage, of course, doesn't have any lines. But the other actors are just like a little too heightened. They're like very broad in their line delivering stuff. And it takes like, like, oh, you're not taking this seriously either. It, it makes it hard to like. A lot of them are young too, is the other thing. Yeah. It's like, that, that is something that's nice about this film is a lot of the casting, or a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the casting around Nick Cage is younger actors. Mm-hmm. And I didn't look up the old lady sheriff um, to see what she's been in. I assume she's been like, in a I've ton of her. like C C grade movies or B grade uh, I've movies. seen her in a bunch of sitcoms and stuff. Yeah. So I, I think this movie, like I said, it really did have the bones to be like a fun, campy, shitty movie like Zombievers. Um, this this yeah. could have been like a cult classic meme movie, but somehow they veered out of cult classic meme movie into like the just a bad movie lane. Yeah. I uh... I, I think this is like, I, I don't know if it was uh, like bringing the cage on the project that kind of did this, but I feel like there's, they could have gone two ways with this movie. It either having like just a guy alone cleaning out the place and then like having to fight the monsters and stuff. And that being like a personal reflection on, on his past or having like a group of teens stuck in there and being picked off one by one. And by having both of them at the same time, it just feels muddled. And well, the other thing that makes this feel muddled is the fact that um, the monsters don't all come alive at once. They're not yeah. all alive at once, and they're not. It's not like a, you know, it's it's a it's a spooky night cleaning the old abandoned store or the old mm-hmm. abandoned funhouse until the monsters arrive, and then he's like constantly battling and hiding from them he takes breaks. He's like, I yeah. gotta go. It's, it's been 15 minutes. It's time for my soda break. Uh, so he like takes breaks and the monsters like, he knows they're alive. He yeah. knows something's going on with the animatronics. Like he, he defeats one they'll, in the first 20 minutes. They'll, they'll turn on and sing like their song, but like, we're going to murder you. We're going to yeah. murder you. And he'll stand there and watch me like, Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's quaint. And it happens again and again where people, know these things are alive. They know something bad is going on, but they let the animatronics sing their like jingle before they're like, okay, cool. I'm going to turn the lights off in this room and leave and uh, yeah. hope none of you follow me. Wink. <laughs> yeah. I said, like the, the teens break in there and then like two of them immediately go off to have sex <laughs> in another yes. room. And it's like, wait, do you believe this place is dangerous or not? I'm so confused. Yeah, my note for that is it's cool that they're just going to let the robots sing their whole song, not kill them all while they're standing there. Oh, now they're going to have sex. She points yeah. out one's watching and they just keep going? Question yeah. mark? It's like, don't you know that's what you're there for? I don't, like yeah. Within the logic of the movie, I don't understand yeah, why they broke in if they don't think this is a real thing. And it's tough because this is like, and we've talked about this before, I don't like doing cinema sins level critiques of a film but like the logic of this movie just makes no sense it just like you said the the in-universe logic of this film makes zero sense yeah and like i was already stuck on that point and then later when we find out basically the whole town is in on it 
and you're just like well why just burn it down then yeah it, <laughs> like, I, I would I, I would understand it if the town was like oh yo if we feed these things fresh souls we get immortality too right if yeah been some, like some you know we're benefit, we're all yeah. 300 years old um but they never explained what the actual deal they made with the animatronics was so just like, i think it's just that the animatronics won't come out and hunt them and their why didn't they just burn it down I don't know. I didn't just burn it down during the day when the maybe the animatronics don't come to life. Yeah, like it, like I said, it just it doesn't make any sense why they can just be like, yeah, let's just burn this down. We'll st- yeah. we'll we'll stand one local hick at every corner of the building with a shotgun. Yeah, and if they see any animatronics trying to escape, they'll shoot it because the animatronics die. It's not right, like they're yeah. it's not like they're Chucky. It's not like they're like semi immortal. Mm-hmm. Like if you destroy their servo heart or whatever, they just die. Sure, and and. Okay, hypothetically, they don't know that they can die. This is some mystical thing. They assume that they cannot kill these things. But then the sheriff shows up like three quarters of the way through the movie and her adopted daughter is like, no, Nick Cage has killed like four of these things now. Like, we can defeat this. Like, I understand why the sheriff's not like, oh, we got that. Nope. I'm so sorry, Willie. We're going to make this right. Like, no, just roll with this now i hate to jump back in the movie but from the first scene we see the kind of like delinquent the delinquent bad girl getting locked up i was like oh yeah that's the sheriff's daughter 100 percent. yeah yeah and it's cliche that they did that but they don't expand on it at all they're not like this is a complicated relationship the girl knows Mm -hmm. that the sheriff is in league with the, the demon animatronics and she's still like lived at home she's like hey yeah, you got my parents killed, but uh, you know, I'm gonna stay here until I'm like 16, 17. Then when some drifter comes through town, I'm running away with him. Bob. Yeah, possibly to fuck him. Who knows? We we can't be sure. Look, maybe that's the intention. Maybe not. I don't both, know, Kevin. We've both picked bad movies. I just want yeah. you to be able to admit that. No, I I readily admit that. Like I I was riding high because like we even had some like. Her, Exorcist 2, like, there's some okay stuff in there. But this one I watched and I was like, I've made a huge mistake. I, 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 this is one of those ones I felt bad that I made you watch it. Like, um, last weekend we almost recorded and you said you haven't watched it yet. I was almost like, oh, should I tell him not to? <laughs> Just like, like I said, change my pick. I feel like there was the bones of a good movie here. Yeah. And the fun thing about watching something that is bad is it really does make you sit down and like think about what it is about a movie that you really like. Yeah. And I think that I could forgive this movie having like bad dialogue. I can forgive this movie having like kind of cheesy effects if they had been a lot more coherent with like the structure of this film. Cause there's just like, like I said, the fact that he's taking soda breaks doesn't make sense. The fact that he like lovingly cleans this pinball machine on his soda breaks and then has <laughs> this weird like sex montage scene with the pinball machine that's yeah. never explained doesn't make sense. Nothing about him is explained. Yeah. I would have. I would understand that so much more if they contextualize it a little bit by being like, he's the number one pinball player in the world. Yeah. Like if they had added in a reason, like why he gives a shit so much about this pinball machine, or if he had been like, I was the only kid to have a party at Willie's that didn't get murdered. Yeah. I, it, yeah. Like, is it, like if, if the movie was like clean this place, just him. And there was like some flashback to like, give us some insight into the character, like why he's taking this cleaning gig so seriously. And why he can like shut like shrug off fighting animatronic monsters and then just getting right back to work mm-hmm. and stuff like 
that that's an interesting movie that like I could get into, but then like it undercuts it by having the team show up and he just looks like a, a weirdo creep who like abandons the main girl to go play pinball because it's, yeah. it's his break time. Well, and it's, it's not even like a funny in movie joke where he's like, ha ha, he loves pinball um, because he doesn't talk. He never like verbalizes why yeah. he's so obsessed with this machine. So it's like, we we're never in on the joke. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this movie feels like something I could make. And I kind of wonder if the folks that were behind this movie, like this was just like a movie project they made so that they can try to get to the next level of filmmaking in, in Hollywood. Yeah. Something, something is like wrong with this. And I can't put my finger on like how this movie got greenlit. What went into like the script review process where they're like, this is the script. This is it. This is what we're I, shooting folks. I mean, I, I think the insight into how this movie got made is five minutes at phrase is popular. This is, just different enough we don't have to pay for a license <laughs> and I, we can I legally make the movie well like i said i feel like if they were going the five nights at freddy's route there were like more interesting routes that could have gone like having yeah. it be from the onset of the night beginning like him being hunted by these things the mm-hmm. whole time instead of it being like you know he killed he fights one in a 1v1 battle uh drinks a soda plays pinball cleans another room fights another one because this felt like yeah. more of like a power-up anime where each time he's fighting like the next stronger the next tier of animatronic mm-hmm. bad guy and cleaning like another room yeah it yeah this movie sucked i <laughs> i apologize <laughs> i i think the only other thing i want to touch on is i think we kind of have covered the ending of this movie enough so the ending is uh he defeats <laughs> willie yeah. Uh, the curse is ended and then he drives off into the sunset with like the the girl who in universe we're told is like a teen. Yeah. We're not told that like there's no scene where like where her adopted mom is like, well, you know, she's old enough to drink now. So Right. Yeah. She's um, not going out to college that. this summer or anything. It's yeah. yeah, she's I think she's supposed to be a high schooler. Yep. And, and that's why I think they were not explicitly trying to convey romance but it does it does read like that in a lot of ways the the real the real horror of this movie in my opinion is the girl that plays kathy um was dating casey affleck well after he got me too and has some very creepy pictures of her with casey affleck and i wonder just what was going on with her at the time when she posted some of this stuff on our social media. Cause I looked up this cast, like see what they were up to. And she was the one that was like by far the most active on social media. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yeah, like I said, that was the real horror of this film (laughs) was, was what I witnessed on her social media accounts. Um, Um, Another thing about the end that I was really frustrated with was the, uh, I wish I remembered the the main teenage girl's name, but she gets like taken Liv. away from the act. Live, thank you. Yep. She gets taken away from the action and like has a little fight with one of the monsters, but then she like doesn't play at all into the finale. Like she just kind of shows back up at the end. As extra frustrating is like she's the only one with any emotional stakes yeah. with this yeah. place. Like she's yeah. the only character well, really that's interesting I- at all. I kind of picked up from the other characters that they had some relationship with this Willy's Wonderland. 
zero explanation for why these other kids are like, yeah, let's burn this place down. Yeah. And they didn't seem to like each other. Like, are you the only six teens in town? Is that why you're all hanging out? And they were different. They had like, they had the nerdy one. They had like the cool jock one. They had, you know, for lack of a better term, uh, the slutty one. Yeah. Like they they had all... They had all the horror movie, they had all the horror movie archetypes in that group of friends, but zero backstory for why they were like friends with each other. At least in Scream, we get a backstory for why they know each other, why they're friends, why they're hanging out in the quad. Yeah, it seems they have enough chemistry with each other to like you you can buy that. With this, it's like they're constantly bickering and like two of them just want to go off and fuck. Like two of the guys are vine for lives affection so they're like but it's like okay but again <laughs> are you guys committed to burning this place down or are you just trying to impress live i don't understand yeah yeah just bad vibes weird yeah. weird movie i would say probably the worst movie i've seen in 2022 um this movie beats bodies 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 is the worst movie i've seen this year so uh, oh, wow. kudos to willie's wonderland <laughs> um have you seen anything else recently? Is there anything we need to talk about? Uh, I saw uh, 3,000 Years of Longing uh, last I week. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's terrific. I really liked it. Cool. Um, yeah, I won't, won't go too deep into talking about it, but uh, I just really, really enjoyed it. Um, it gets a little uh, disjointed at the end, but overall, just thought it was great. Yeah, I think the only thing I've seen um, that we haven't talked about here, uh, Bodies, 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 um yeah if you have a free afternoon to kill i guess uh you can see it otherwise i'd say there's better stuff to watch yeah um bullet train is another movie that i saw about two weeks ago i had fun i thought it was better than i was kind of anticipating but if you haven't seen it we don't really have to talk about it yeah i I have not seen that one we we have we didn't coordinate enough this week to see the same movies i know i've been starting my new job and yeah losing my mind (laughs) writing style guidelines instead of doing any any sort of math but uh you know it is it is what it is sometimes you get a math degree and you're called upon to do graphic design and write (laughs) style guidelines (laughs) and nobody asks you math questions (laughs) um so it's my turn to pick and i feel like this should be a shock (laughs) my pick is exodus three We've been, we've been Willie's Wonderland again. Yeah, we've we've been slowly <laughs> burning through these movies. Yeah. You've been having fun picking other stuff. I've I I keep locking myself into a picking series. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take a break from picking series after Exorcist. Through. I'm gonna pick some other stuff. I'm gonna freshen it up. Maybe some one shot horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe try to find something foreign. Maybe try to find something fun. Yeah, but Exorcist Three is gonna be my pick for next week. I'm excited to finally watch it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about this one too. I think it'd be good to kind of get this checked off. <laughs> well, but no, I, I I am interested in this one. It the, looks intriguing. The nice part is, is Exorcist Two, as far as I know, is the low mark for the trilogy. Yeah, that's, so, that's, that seems to be the the consensus. It's not like, it's not like yeah. Blade, where Blade One, fantastic. Blade Two, pretty good, that's, not fantastic. Pretty. You're good. not going to lure me into talking about this again. <laughs> you son of a bitch. All right. Well. I don't think I have anything else left to say. Um, thanks for listening to another episode of The Horus with your hosts, Walter and Kevin. Please remember to give us a like, give us, you know, the review five stars, preferably. Yeah, I'm not twisting arms buddies. here. Yeah. No. Um, 
uh, maybe write us a text review, like I said at the top, if you're crazy. And um, thanks for listening.